Hi, I'm Tim Stoller. Hi, I'm Carly Stoller. Welcome to Ability Builders Podcast. We're a couple that have been together for 15 years, married for 11. Almost 12. We've known each other since we were 17. There's a story behind that. But it's not a story for today. We do want to share here because we have so much experience across nearly every channel of life and we found that more and more we were being called to help others so we decided that we wanted to come here and share on a bigger platform hopefully we'll inspire you for a change where it's needed in your life yeah so this is going to be real everybody hashtag real talk we're going to pull no punches with you and we do promise to protect the innocent you guys ready let's go Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ability Builders Podcast. Uh, Me and Carly are here today, and we are going to talk to you about power skills. Um, We have an amazing topic here. I'm going to let Carly jump off here and kind of give you a huge intro to this and um, let you know exactly where we're going with this. So go ahead. Thanks, honey. Huge intro. Huge intro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, Tim has said like I've been amped to talk about this topic. And, you know, the reason is that a lot of people talk about getting better at their soft skills. And when I hear that word soft, it's almost like the word moist. Like it gives me shivers. And... I think because people call them soft skills, it makes them maybe not want to work on them or it makes them think that they're not as important as maybe technical skills um, might be seen to be. And that couldn't be further from the truth. If you do not have and are working to develop your power skills, then there are lots of areas in your life that could be improved. And I would say drastically improved as you work on these power skills. Who wants to learn soft skills? I know. Like, right. I, if, I'm in, if I'm at work, I'm going to be like, teach me power skills. Mm. I don't want to be in a class that goes, do you want to learn your soft skills? Learn right. <laughs> yeah. I, and so I decided, you know, maybe we should look up the definitions of soft and look up the definitions of power. I looked up the definition of skills. Um, So I want to share those with you because I think that'll add maybe some clarity. Bring it home, Mama. Tell us what it is. (laughs) I will. But I want to say what else we're going to talk about, too. So we have the definitions. I'm going to give you some examples of what power skills are. And I want to give you some examples of people that are successful um, using power skills along with their technical skills and their, um, you know, intelligence as well. And I have some stories that are really interesting um, just in my work and workshops that I deliver where um, the variances between technical, IQ, your intelligence quotient, and what they call EQ, which is your emotional intelligence quotient. Um, So I want to share about that. And then just some ways um, that you can get a handle of, you know, how good am I at these skills? So an assessment that you can take totally free um, and then resources that you can go to to build them. And just, I just think reasons why you can either use this professionally 
or personally, whether that be in your relationships, your friendships, you know, your family ships. <laughs> well, before you get started, everybody go get a tablet and a piece of paper because there's so much content in this that you could probably listen to this four times and still get something from it. So, I want you to take it slow <laughs> for the slow people like me because I'm still learning this. And first start with the definitions and kind of get it out there and allow people to understand what the difference is between soft and power skills are. I love that. Okay, so let's start with the definitions of soft because I just have to get this out of the way because <laughs> I can't stand it. So um, the first definition that I came across was that soft is something that's easy to mold, compress, fold. It's not hard or firm to the touch. It has a gentle manner. It's pleasant to touch. Um, Moist. Yeah, no, thank you. Ew. (laughs) And another definition that I found was, um, it said soft skills are personal attributes that enable someone to interact effectively and harmoniously with other people. Now, I don't think that interacting effectively is a bad thing um, with other people. I do think that sometimes we strive to have harmony, but we sacrifice uh, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, or what is actually right to do, just not to rock the boat. And that's where I think soft can work against you. Because sometimes you got to rock the boat. You do. You yeah. do. Absolutely. There was a it was a podcast that Ed Milet was doing with John Maxwell, the OG of Amazing. leadership. Everybody should go and watch this. If you can absorb everything yeah. of John Maxwell. Another one you need a tablet for and a pen. <laughs> I love the word tablet, tablet. or notebook. A notebook. Sorry. <laughs> the tablet. Well, you can tap on a tablet. So <laughs> Maybe you have one of those fancy pens like you have that you can write on a tablet. Oh, like an know. iPad? Yes. IPad tablet. A tablet. <laughs> Don't be hating. On your tablet? (laughs) So, John Maxwell was saying that, you know, he realized that he wasn't just put on this earth to train people. Um, You can train people and you can regurgitate information. You can have them write it down and sit in your class. And the challenge there is that they may not know how to deliver that when they get back into their real world. Whether it be back at work or back into their relationships outside of work. And he said, my actual job is not to make sure that people feel satisfied or that they like me as a leader, but what my job is, is to challenge people to help them to think differently or act differently for the betterment of themselves or their teams or their families. Um, So that is what I think of as power skills. Power skills help you to enhance relationships, challenge others to continue to grow, And that's why I want to define what power is. And power, I think, has a bad connotation or a negative bias. Because people think of overpowering, you know, and when you look in business, you think of like, you know, power as being the upper echelon of people or they have this power over me. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely not that, you know, this is something that you need to learn to just enhance yourself yes absolutely so a definition of power that I wanted to share with you and there's there's quite a bit in here but it's the ability to do something or to act in a particular way 
especially as a competency. So a competency is, you know, an ability that you have to do something um, that, again, enhances the role. So um, a competency of mine is conflict management, and I have to have that, you know, in my HR role. And um, so I do want to have the power around conflict management or crucial conversation skills. I do want to act in that particular way, and that does give me a strength or a power when I'm having those conversations. Uh, it's also defined as having a capability or a quality, uh, the capacity or the ability to direct or influence. Nothing wrong with direction. There's sometimes when somebody is brand new at your office or doing a new task, they've never done it before, they can't even find their way to the bathroom or turn on their computer. They need you to direct them. There's other times that you have to influence. Um, I had the risk last year of a project I had been working on for 20 months. And it was at risk of being tabled or set aside. And I utilized my power of influence to get that project over the finish line. And I am so grateful for that because the other team members, you know, were kind of like, we were looking at each other like, what are we going to do next? You know, what kind of power do we have? And we harnessed that. And everybody was grateful and we're moving forward. Um, it's also an ability to influence the behavior of others or the course of events. And there is nothing wrong with that. I think so often we make ourselves smaller. Um, we dim our lights a little bit uh, because we don't think it's right to alter the course of events. But sometimes it is absolutely the right thing. Well, it's that vulnerability part, you know. You have mm -hmm. to kind of let yourself get out there and say, hey, this is a belief. This is something that I truly believe in. And uh, go after it, you know. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and I mean, okay, so let's think of you know, some, some people that, you know, might have power. So I wrote down a few and maybe I'll say their name and you tell me what you think about them. Ooh. Yeah. Challenge. Yes. Accepted. Okay, babe. So let's say, well, somebody from Nebraska, somebody from Nebraska that is said to have strong EQ, emotional intelligence and strong power skills. I would say Tom Osborne. Ooh, that is a good one. I didn't write that one down. Yeah, he would probably be one of those people that I think they have that. Yeah, I mean, and his main job was what for so long? Well, was coaching the coaching best, the, the best football team, team in ever. The world. <laughs> <laughs> Go Big Red. Amen. <laughs> so, and he also is a humanitarian. I mean, he has oh, yeah. some great um, charities that he influences for. Has a doctoral degree. Kiddos. He taught all the way up. I mean, it was. He was in politics. Yeah, well, he taught all the way up for a long time, but I know he got out of that for after. Oh, yeah. He bit, influenced the Nebraska. His, B, his PhD. Right, he's super. Yeah. Very, very intelligent, intelligent but also he maintains and relationships a with those dedicated family manager totally totally and he maintains relationships with people um the football players mm -hmm. um there's someone i know from omaha that works on one of his charities and he's just a tremendous human and just mm -hmm. very in touch with others but utilizes his influence and i would oh, say yeah. power for good right did you have another one it was warren buffett oh yeah well buffett's probably an important guy from omaha too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's very influential absolutely uh, but um, you know when i think i didn't actually you know i didn't i was just thinking because it's just a super bowl i was just thinking about football so uh it's 
Interesting. Warren Buffett is an amazing person. I have mm-hmm. a funny story about Warren Buffett. He ran into me one time into a, a hallway, um, actually a stairwell. I was on a ladder and he bumped into me. And it was a pretty funny story, but that would be for a different time. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't want to tell it right now? Well, no? Go ahead with your Okay. Story. Well, the reason that they said that he was someone who had you know a strength in these skills was that he's intensely relationship-driven. He's very loyal. And he, there was actually a quote of his that I found that says, success does not correlate with your IQ. Once you're above 25, which is average intellect, that's not where you get your success. It is actually from your power skills from your IQ. So, I that was interesting. He, uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, Warren, for having a, a good quote for me to find. Um, a couple others. Okay, so Warren, no, not Warren again, but Oprah Winfrey. What do you think about her when you think about Oprah Winfrey? Well, I mean, talk about a humanitarian woman. Mm-hmm. She is one of the richest and smartest women, I think. Uh, and if you know her story, which everybody should listen to her story. It's on her podcast, by the way. This woman went from Helen back as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then be, to become the woman that she is today through her being a reporter and they tried to change the way her hair looked and her body and everything about her and she became this uh stayed she stayed grounded to the point of knowing what she wanted as a person Mm -hmm. and the skills that she had and not even knowing they were power skills made her a powerful woman Right. You know. When it says here, and this goes back to your vulnerability comment from earlier, it says that, you know, she's willing to expose herself, being vulnerable, mm. um, for the development of others. Absolutely. She will share. And sometimes people think that vulnerability is um, weak. And I would encourage you to go listen to Brene Brown's TED Talks. But um, I'll just summarize not as eloquently as she does. <sighs> But when you think about people who are courageous, okay, people who are are courageous, the ones that are the most courageous in my mind are soldiers, and she talks about that. And soldiers have everything to risk, including their lives, Mm -hmm. right? And they sacrifice and they, you know, potentially give up their lives, which is very courageous, but also puts them in the most vulnerable position. Yep. And that is not weak. And when we as leaders or as family members, as couples, when we are vulnerable, that is our strongest moment. It's funny because that's kind of like when you listen to Extreme Ownership with Jocko Wilkins. Mm-hmm. And when he, Willink. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Just in case he ever listens to our yeah. podcast. I, and Life Baven. I got to give him both yeah, those, credit. <laughs> well, when they, those guys, you know, when you listen to that, you hear that. You know, you totally hear that it's, yes. uh, you know, thank you for your service, by the way. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Um, and so I think it's important to know that you are not coming from a place of weakness. For example, when something is hard for me and I'm able to be vulnerable, put myself at risk, whether it's my feelings or what have you, and I share that with Tim, you know, that's actually really courageous of me because I'm doing it for our relationship. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's powerful because what would be weak is keeping that to myself and not sharing and risking the great relationship that we have. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we are willing to expose ourselves 
in a thoughtful way. It doesn't mean that you go around and you tell everybody, you know, oh, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. No, it has to be for a purpose and coming from a place of strength that you're sharing. Don't overshare. <laughs> I've heard people say, you know, they think that that's vulnerability and it's not. Um, let me just give a couple others. So I'll do these two together. Winston Churchill and Abraham Lincoln. Why do you think they would be well, strong the in t- their time? Yeah. At the time, let's, let's go with Winston Churchill. I mean, what he had to uh, endure with the Germans, you know, I mean, that in itself, basically, if it wasn't for him, he that could have altered the difference in the way our well, the course of history. Uh, history. I mean, same with Abraham Lincoln. Same, it, that's where I was going to go. Same with Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, I think, was a a person that could sit back and look at people specifically. And uh, there's one thing I remember reading about him, and he told one of his soldiers that was a captain or a lieutenant or something. I can't remember. And he told them that I'm giving you all the power of the United States. Mm, mm. And he goes, you have to make the judgment because I'm not there, but you have to make the judgment. Like putting that trust in other be, people? Be, in that trust in you, I'm giving you the power of the United States. Mm. You know, and how about that, putting that on your shoulders? I mean, for oh, crying yeah. out loud. Like, but this was a guy who thought, you know, he gave all these skills to his people. He was a giver of, of, of his his what his knowledge and skills were you know oh yeah he wanted to help build other people and, and up. not that winston churchill didn't but but oh, by sure. any means abraham lincoln was i think as was a always five tried to stay five steps ahead of everybody you know sure. because he knew he had to to stay ahead of the war and everything else that was going on during the time yeah 100 percent. well and you know when i think about i read the definition of power before and i said that it was you know that you can influence the course of events. They used their power of influence to alter the course of history. Mm -hmm. And thank God that they did. And you know, some of the quotes around these two were, Winston Churchill absolutely had insecurities, but he was able to, you know, use his intellect, you know, make balanced calculations, they say, with emotional understanding, like he tapped into his country's emotions. And Abraham Lincoln used his internal compass, his gut, his instinct, and it was in direct opposition of his advisors. Direct. Like, Mm -hmm. that was a time that you didn't want to be that way. Right. And it was amazing what he did. It was down to, like, the the last moment, a gnat's, you know what? Yeah, a gnat's behind E. Yes, but he went against the grain, but he knew it was the right thing to do, and he used his influence to get it done. I mean, like nobody else at that time. So I think it's important to see other people. I mean, I have George Clooney, Jeff Bezos, who started Amazon. I have Howard Schultz, who started Starbucks, Indra Nui, who started, um, or who was a CEO at Pepsi. All talk about being relationship-driven, being loyal, um, being humanitarians, being obsessed with the hearts and minds of people, um, you know, helping people to go from just a job to living a calling. Those are tremendous things. Those are all things I want for my team, for myself, for my family. So I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here just a minute and yeah. say, if you were to say, you know, with all these amazing people that you were saying, mm-hmm. and you were talking about these power skills in, in general, how would you wrap that up and say, you know, what are these things that people need to do to get these power skills, you know, or what do these people offer that they, 
read their stuff or learned from them that they yep. could get those skills from or what were they so let's maybe talk about what some of the skills are okay yeah. um so i talked about eq and i can dig into that in a little bit but i think that's its own kind of maybe conversation and eq because some people may not know what EQ yeah means, so yeah. eq means that you can recognize first your own emotions what what is eq so emotional oh, intelligence quotient okay right? that's EQ. what everybody is and so first is self-awareness. Do I recognize that I'm having an emotion? Have I been triggered? Am I upset, sad, happy, whatever it is? You're also able to recognize the emotions in others. Mm-hmm. Like you can start to sense when other people are getting off of their right standard, kind of how they show up every day. And you should be able to kind of tell the difference between them, even label them, right? Like they're frustrated. Um, maybe they're excited, they're anticipating, they're anxious. Like you can mm-hmm. start to label your own and others. And then, you know, that is where you can start to guide either your thinking and behavior or others. So it's going from self-awareness to self-regulation, that you have empathy for how other people are feeling, right? And that you can motivate yourself and others, and that you have the social skills to kind of manage through it. Um, meaning you can adjust, you can adapt to different environments and still achieve your goals. You don't let emotion derail you. You can harness it and work through it, mm-hmm. um, not ignore it. Uh, it's very much a action-oriented skill, 100%. It's interesting. Yes. So let me... It's interesting because I work for an organization that's very focused on uh, I would say data and continuous improvement um, on knowing that we challenge each other. No one is ever feeling like they're the smartest person in the room because of all, and we, we value that. Yeah. We value intelligence in others because we are. Well, you can learn from anybody. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. We're constantly learning, absorbing. You know, we practice um, Kaizen, which is continuous improvement. Um, so, IQ is very important mm-hmm. at my office. Now, I teach and lead and facilitate to future leaders. And I do this exercise where I have three um, charts up on the wall. One says technical skills, one says intelligence, and one says emotional intelligence. Uh And then I ask them um, to write down five skills or five competencies, whatever, of their best leader. Uh So they write them down and they're on different sticky notes and they say, all right, get up and go put those on the chart, on the wall, that those sticky notes in your hand match. Does it match a technical skill? Does it match an intelligence skill? Or does it match an emotional intelligence skill? And every time we do this, I have these photos of just post-its on flip charts, and the post-its are so full on emotional intelligence, they're like falling off the chart. And that's, that's funny you said that, because I honestly think this is, in any field, and it doesn't matter what it is, it's... When you get to a point that, and you own these technical skills, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to learn how to teach people and be able to intellectually talk to them and speak to them. You can have the person that's the most technical person in the world, but has no way of communication. Yep. And can, cannot translate this technology yeah. or speak of it or train it or whatever. Or have the patience. patience. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Think of the person that you respect the most, whether it's a leader, a teacher, a friend. What are the five qualities that you would say represent them? 
the five qualities of the... the whoever you look up to or... Uh, I don't know. Mine are kind of weird because I, I would say mine are like, you know, first I think, you know, do they have the ability to teach me, mm-hmm. you know, um, or continuous training? Do they have leadership uh, qualities? Mm-hmm. Do they have the ability to, uh, for growth, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I haven't really thought about the, the, this one. Let's see. I would say for me, um, mentorship and guidance. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, experience. Um, courage. Um, I would say like discipline or dedication would be one. Mm-hmm. And an open mind for growth. And I think experience, you know, could be under that intellect or it could be under that technical, technical yeah. right? Um, but let me give you some other ones. So empathy, coaching and mentoring, um, negotiation, um, creativity, time management, uh, the ability to communicate, um, uh, creating followership or leadership, delegation, having a presence or an executive presence, organizational skills. Um, their like influence work ethic being optimistic all of those are what people put under soft skills and that is nuts if i think about those skills i just listed off those are hard to master those are those basically come back to those vulnerability skills Mm -hmm. you know and i hate to i keep hitting that vulnerability thing but it's like you have to keep yourself a little vulnerable to to teach those things and know those things and understand those things and be able to let yourself put all that out there. 100%. The other day I was leading... Not I, soft at all. Not soft at all. It's not. And it's... First of all, they're extremely powerful with the influence and change you can create in others if you work to improve these skills. Uh-huh. The difference that I felt in Life my... Life-changing. Oh, my gosh. The difference I felt in my own leadership and the the feedback I get and the tangible difference that I know I've created in others... I'm 100% confident in saying that mm-hmm. because of my empathy, because of my courage, because I put myself out there. Um, you know, it's just, it inspires people. It's not having power over them. I'm influencing them to see that and inspire them that they can do more. It's okay to want more. They can be more. And I have the confidence to hold them accountable because they want to be held accountable, Yeah, which creates results. It's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing when you start and you focus on something that you want and you have somebody walk that journey with you, the, I mean, just the changes, it's just inspiring. Every time it happens, it gives me goosebumps. So how can somebody learn these skills and, uh, are there, uh, techniques or yes. things that they can do to enhance these skills? Yes, absolutely. And there goes our, our uh, we're do- also doing laundry while we podcast, you guys. We're, like we said, hashtag real. That's yeah, us. <laughs> that's real. Real life. Um, I, I want to talk about that and how, because I think people might be saying, Carly, Tim, you just listed off 20 different skills. Yeah, a million different yeah. skills. Yeah. So how do I know? Do I have to get better at all of them? Is there an order? Like, how do yeah. I know? And the other thing, I just want to make sure that people know the difference between what is called technical or hard skills. So technical or hard skills, think about something that you can just basically do in your sleep. Like maybe you love data analysis. Maybe you can speak multiple languages. Maybe you know how to code, right? Or build software or design websites or write 
content. Um, those are hard skills, right? Those very hard, skills. very hard skills, right? I'm looking at those. I'm like, <laughs> I can do Excel, <laughs> <laughs> right? So okay, so then you're thinking, so how do I know? So there are multiple assessments, surveys, quizzes, whatever you want to talk to them um, or call them, and they are free. Um, so that's where I suggest the first place you start is free. go find out what you need to work on, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And there's something that I think is really important because people are like, they get a little bit down on themselves thinking, oh, there's things I'm not good at. Does that mean I'm not a good person or I'm not as good as somebody else? No. Do not let that inner critic self-talk begin. It's just a, a, a starting place, and I guarantee you're going to see strength in yourself and then areas that you want to develop. So um, one is called um, Talent Smart. What was the... I'm sorry to kind of get yeah, up on no, tangent here. Should they go through and do the assessment first that you were talking about? And if so, what was that? And then should they That's go into this... Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm giving the, I'll give yeah. the assessments first. And then when you know what you want to focus on, then we can talk about how okay. you want to get better. Okay. Right. So let's say, for example, I wanted to get better in conflict management. And that's what my assessment told me. So here's the assessments. You can write these down. Uh, Travis Bradbury, first of all, wrote Emotional Intelligence 2.0. So Daniel Goleman, they call the godfather of EQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and Travis Bradbury wrote the kind of. 2.0 second round version. He has an assessment out there called Talent Smart and it is free. So that would help you to know what your EQ power skills are and where you could grow um, and get better. There's also one of my favorite sites is Mind Tools. So Mind Tools has um, a skill assessment. Strengths Finder by Gallup is tremendous. It's almost my favorite because it tells you what you're actually really good at and what gives you energy. <laughs> so I had Tim took that one. I had to take it for school, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Psychology Today has uh, one as well. So um, I can put some links to those out on like my LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so you guys can find them. But they're, they're fantastic. So just find out one thing that looks interesting that you think can help you in your work. Like I like to say, okay, yes, I need to get better at it, and it's going to help me with my professional or my personal relationships, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, so what do I do next? If I have now identified where I need to get better? You tell me. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a very simple formula of learning that I love, absolutely love, and it's just the 70-20-10 framework. Basically, it's percentages. Okay. Broken down with learning. This is a woman that loves math. I hate math. I can't math. The math place in my mind is dusty and dirty and you don't like to go there. <laughs> so we'll keep it just to these three three numbers. Okay. 70, 70-20-10. 70-20-10. From yeah. the man who can do calculus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to add that up. Yeah. So. 100%. You can check my math. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the 10%. What is the 10% of learning? 10% of learning means that you are maybe in a classroom maybe in a workshop, maybe doing an online video. Um, if I think about, I want to get better at conflict management, there happens to be a class called Crucial Conversations that you can do online, you can do in person, you could just read the book. You can ask Carly. You could ask me, certified trainer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the 20% is what they call social. 
What does that mean? Well, if you learn something and you talk about it, like I think about Tim in school, I love having conversations about what he's learning. I learn, you know, what the new college kids are doing. You fancy the new thing. college kids. <laughs> How about the old college kids? <laughs> You're new to me. Um, it's It can be mentorship. It can be coaching. It can be just a peer that you talk to. Oh. Your spouse, partner, whomever. Um, your kiddos. 20% is just talk about it. Yeah. And you can just share what you've learned. You can get feedback and find out what other people think. It just kind of gets your learning solid into your brain. So it just doesn't stay in the classroom, so to speak. And then my favorite part, the 70% to bring us home, is called when you're practicing or you're on the job. And you're practicing kind of in a safe way where risk is mitigated. But whatever you learned, you put it to practice. So... A lot of you, we shared the SMART goals, that acronym. Yes. And people called me and wanted to walk through, you know, okay, so I've got this part. Maybe relevancy was a little bit hard. Um, I think that's podcast number three, if you want to yeah. go back and listen to it. Um, and doing it in a safe environment so that you know yeah. that in the beginning that you can uh, yeah apply it. Like my parents, my mom, I love my mom. She's just amazing. So she is going to hike the Grand Canyon, um, the hike where you start at the top and you go to the bottom and then you have to hike back up. And you go, girl. She's amazing. And a lot of my friends and family were going to do that. And she wrote a SMART goal after listening to our podcast with pictures and everything. And so she called. We talked about it. She wrote it. She sent it to me for feedback. I didn't really have to give her a ton of feedback. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. My mom's an A student, I think. And But she's doing it now, right? Engineer at heart. Yes, she's an engineer at heart. So she is now doing that with my mom, my dad, my aunts and uncles, my cousins. They're all practicing. and Probably going to kick our butt. Totally going to kick our butt. Yes, that's fine though. I'm okay with it because that's smart goals in action. But that's her 70%. So now she's practicing. She's not just writing a smart goal and going to hike the Grand Canyon. She listened to our podcast, which is the 10%. She, Which everybody should do. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug, babe. Yeah. <laughs> she then wrote it out and shared it with me, and we talked about it. So that's the 20% getting feedback. And then the 70 is her doing practice hikes. Yes. Right? And working yes. up to it. And then that gets her ready for the real thing. Mm-hmm. Right? When we actually go hiking in the spring, because she's done the 70-20-10, she's totally ready. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, we'll kick all of our heinies up and down the Grand Canyon, I'm sure. So, I'm going to be on a donkey. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know if they have those there. But so, so I, you know, so take the assessment, pick a skill that you want to work on, and then think of people that you can talk to about it. If there's, you know, classes or books you want to read, I would recommend, um, uh, the Carrot Principle by Adrian Gostick is great. He spoke at one of our conferences um, a few years ago. He was tremendous. Um, John Maxwell has multiple books, but he has one coming out called The Leadership. We don't even know him, so yeah. shameless plug for John yeah. Maxwell. Um, but I think he's got like 50 books, but his funny yeah. saying is, the only reason my books are successful is because I'm really old. <laughs> so he's had a long time to sell them. <laughs> yeah. um, but he has a book called Everyone Communicates, But Few Connect. And he has one that's called Teamwork 101. And then the 25 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership that I'm 
rereading right now. Amazing. So I've, good. This is I'm throwing my third time with that, and that's mm-hmm. a one you need. I, as it's funny because Ed Milet always says he says your books are so much easier if you highlighted the stuff you don't need to know instead yeah. of the stuff you need to know. Everything in John's <laughs> books are valuable. Yeah, and then just this the super old book that I continue to come back to. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's like one of the oldest books, but it's so yeah. great. Um, and then. You know, if you don't like to read, first of all, I don't have time to read, so audio, I listen to them. Audio books as you're driving. You have more time behind a wheel most of the time. Yeah. And uh, downtime before you sleep. You yeah, know? so do that. There's nothing wrong with... It still counts, everybody. Like, if you're listening to it or you're reading it, it counts. You're absorbing new knowledge. Um, but say you don't like to read or you just want to get a little, maybe, bite of this before you right eat the whole thing. So you can see Daniel Goleman, who I said was the first person to talk about EQ, on a TED Talk. And it's called, uh, Why Aren't We More Compassionate? Um, One I love for all of you introverts, like introverts unite separately where nobody can find us. But (laughs) 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 that's me because I am one of those. Um, That's right. Amy Cuddy, um, she does a TED Talk about body language and it says shapes who you are. Remember when I said in last week's podcast about fears that I went through a stage fright episode. One of the things I didn't mention that actually helped me is to power pose before I go on to speak. Oh, I got to learn the power pose. Oh, babe. It's amazing. Okay, so one is, one's called like the boss. Is that like Vogue? It's not like Vogue. Oh, because Vogue. I don't think it's like Vogue at all. But okay. Can you imagine me voguing on stage? Yes, you probably have Vogue on stage, I'm pretty sure. At least karaoke. But okay, so one's the boss, and like you put your legs up on your desk, and you fold your arms across your chest, and like you just pose there very confidently. Oh, I'm loving this already. (laughs) One is, um, my other favorite one, is standing up, kind of like your feet planted, shoulder width apart, with your um, hands into fists on your hips. Oh, your hands up. Yeah, that is one of my favorites, Superman pose. Um, but anyways, her TED Talk is awesome. And then there's Kelly McGonigal, um, How to Make Stress Your Friend, which I think that's important to flip it in your mind. Um, that's another one. And then there's Tally. Um, she does The Optimism Bias. And then Julian Treasure does one about five ways to listen better. Okay, All we, amazing podcasts. We definitely need a rewind button on this because you guys need to stop, write it down, stop, write it down, stop, yeah. write it down. Those are, I said podcasts. Those are amazing TED Talks. Yeah, those are. Just but... so you know. So those are just ways to, if you're not going to go to a class, you don't have a webinar you're going to watch, listen to a podcast, watch a TED Talk, read a book, listen to a book, whatever's good for you, magazines, articles online, all of that is information, and then talk about it. It's like I say, I call it, when I put it in my planner, I ability build. Yes, look at you. Hashtag ability builder. (laughs) (laughs) So let me kind of walk back through what we've talked about so um we defined power and we defined that icky word um we talked about what skills are both power skills and hard technical skills talked about people that are successful yeah um gave you the story about my workshops where it really created visibility to the people that i'm facilitating to that they think we value intelligence and technical ability so much but when they thought about leaders who influenced them and grew them the most, four out of five of those sticky notes were emotional intelligence skills. It's funny. I was watching this quick video one time, and I cannot remember 
who it was. I'm so sorry about that, but it's a uh, this entrepreneur who basically is super successful, and I would remember his name, but I can't remember it now. But anyways, long story short, uh, this young kid comes up to him, and he's signing autographs to these people, and this young kid basically says to him, I live in this terrible home, I have this terrible upbringing, everything like that, and the kids, and this entrepreneur comes to him and says, you know, well, what are your, what's your ideas? And the kid goes, well, I want to go to college. And the kid, he says, but I can't afford it. He, he told that kid, he says, if you can't afford it, he says, you go find the smartest person, the person who has not the technical skills, but the person who has the most knowledge of business or whatever you want to get into. And he says, and you ask them if you can, if they can be your mentor and you do taking their trash out, you do whatever you can to learn those skills that that person knows and you'll become successful yep and i guarantee you it's not their intellect or their technical ability that they're looking to duplicate no right i mean because that's just not what grows us so um and we talked about what some of those skills are but i think it's also important to know to remember why does this even matter so it matters because first of all i wish i'd learned this in my early 20s like i wish i'd talked somebody had talked to me about these back then because I felt like I would have avoided so many screw-ups in relationships or in my career. Can't look at them as screw-ups. Look at learning them as Learning is opportunity. <laughs> there you go. I had a lot of opportunities to learn that I wish I could have <laughs> skipped over. Uh, but it helps you to make better decisions, helps you to lead teams in a stronger, more successful way. If you are a leader, these skills will have people craving to work for you like that's retention right and it just creates a sense of well-being and confidence in you and in the people that you are with whether it is family or friends or people you work with Um, these skills once you can harness them and make them work for you influence the course of events right Um, increase in a capacity or ability to direct or to help the behavior of others those are all things I want you know, and again, remember, it's not always harmony, but that's okay because people will respect you and they will follow you. You know, I always say if you didn't have a leader in your title, would people still want to follow you? And yeah. that's what I want for me and for my teams uh, and the people that I lead. So I did have a lot to say in my huge intro. <laughs> yes, that was a great intro. <laughs> You got a body to that, or like a, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So some cliff notes. Yeah. Um, I do have a lot of passion around it, and I want people to own developing these skills and not hide from them, or or think that they're not as important as other skills. And that's why I get the creepy feeling around soft in a much more, you know, just a stronger, more impactful feeling around the word power. And like and like Carly said, you know, you can go back into this and. And this is just a power through it really quick, throw it in your face kind of thing. Uh, but a lot of these books, podcasts, things that Carly had said, you know, she's going to, you know, put some of them online for you. You can rewind back through this. I say rewind. What am I like? I know. I always say rewind. <laughs> rewind. Like, hashtag 80s kid. Said, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can go back into the podcast and listen to this. But there's a lot of content in here that, will enhance your life I mean it will make you understand how to actually work 
differently with people, but in a good way. Yeah. Because here's here's what I would challenge you to think. Those of you that are Me? listening, anybody. Oh. I want people to think about what is something that is not going well or could be going better in your life. Finances? Um, is it relationships? Is it something at work? And yes, your intellect or your ability to number crunch may help you. But if there's a, a challenge with finances, that's a conversation that you need to have with someone or it's having the self-discipline to do better. If it's a relationship issue, it could be that you're not comfortable having tough conversations. If it's something at work, it could also be that you don't have the confidence or a negotiation skill. And intellect is important and technical ability is important, but those power skills with whatever you just thought of that's not going well right now, a power skill will help you to overcome that. Yeah, because you could have all the... I, I try to... Exp, I don't even know how you explain this any better than this, but I I know people who have all the training in the world in you know their job and you know even in the job that I have and I see it especially in the job that I have the exact same training I have and cannot apply it specifically because it's they don't know how to communicate it to other people yes or they don't know how to organize organize, or or they don't know how to put it in my stuff that I do I you have to have chronological order everything has to be set you know you have to start here and you got to end here and they can't fill in the the differences in between and this is absolutely the most important thing if you get anything out of this podcast it's knowing how to get this power skill and apply it to whatever you do or whatever you need it in what situation you need it what's holding you back what skill will help you overcome it you know for example like back in the day Tim and I wanted to be debt free, but, and I am, I am a wizard at Excel and I can, I did accounting and tax for a company for like five years. I mean, it was my job. And so I can balance a a bank, you know, statement. I can do reconciliation. I'm all about it. All those technical skills. Those are all technical skills and my intellect. So you would think we would be great with finances because I was in charge, but it was not until I got the courage to be vulnerable, to talk about what my fears were, to negotiate a budget with Tim, to, right? Dave Ramsey. (laughs) To learn Dave Ramsey, that was my 10%. Right, yes, to live and give like nobody else, to talk about our goals. Oh, that is gonna be the day. Right, but it wasn't until I harnessed my power skills that then like just skyrocketed us forward yeah once you once you find that and you realize if you go into debt or whatever thing you're trying to do save money for a home or whatever if you're trying to you know get a better job or enhance your job do those things those skills are what bring you over the edge those power skills yeah you know because you could know what you need to do just not how to do it successfully yeah like yeah i know you have to do the math thing got it i have formulas for that but i had to have really good conversations with you yeah right so so i think yeah, think about your thing what's holding you back what do you wish was going better what skill would help you to do better and then go build that skill get a journal and it helps <laughs> i mean not just you get a little notebook a tablet you know whatever you want to call it 
and get these things written down. You know, when you start writing them down, it, it makes, makes it real. Makes it real. You put it in front of your face, and you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, and then take one of these power skills and let's put it to work. Yeah, for sure. So we have shared 47 minutes with you and ticking. So I want to thank you for this time that you've shared with us. Please let us know what you think. Um, unless I always joke, of course, that you don't like it, then keep your feedback to yourself. But truly, <laughs> I do appreciate your constructive you know, feedback or your positive feedback. We love the reviews that we're getting and the sharing and people reaching out. Like That's where I get my energy from is when you reach out to us and share what you think or ask for our partnership. That's amazing. And no more soft skills. They're power skills. Power skills. Please do not ever call them soft skills. Yeah. Ew. Let's it's like the, moist. Remember let's, that. Let's put the soft in the past. <laughs> yes. And the power is ahead. So thank you so much. I hope you all have a great week. And yeah. until next Sunday. And we'll go live on Wednesday. Wednesday. What time are we thinking of doing that? Again? Between 7 and 8. We're going to the gym, remember, so we need to get home, get cleaned up, then get on Instagram. Lord knows you don't want to see me. Oh, dear. After the gym. We're a little Especially red-faced Especially after gross. our trainer is kicking our butt. But yeah. that's for another day. Yes. Yes. So we will talk about this episode or anything else that's on your mind. Wednesday, we'll go live on Instagram, maybe Facebook. And we can't wait to see your faces and to talk to you soon. Till next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.